This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And here on a Wednesday, no Bulls Beat on the stream because of what happened really late, well, Tuesday, but also early Wednesday. We were still at the Yingling Center at about 12.30 in the a.m. soaking in the incredible drama that was the latest victory for men's basketball and probably the least likely of all of them coming back to defeat Charlotte. And I know the comebacks are routine, but this was anything but routine. An amazing crowd, more than 6,000, and they did not leave despite the fact that Charlotte, an outstanding team, led this one by as many as 17 points in the first half, 15 points near the midway point of the second half before the Bulls put on an 11-0 run and then took the lead dramatically with Brandon Stroud's layup with 29 seconds to go, and the Bulls win it 72-69 to get to 9-1 in the conference, alone for the moment, first place. Now, we've been replaying that game a lot, obviously, on the channel, and we'll continue to do so. So here on the podcast page, we're just going to tell you, scroll down further on the podcast page where you can get the post-game sound from Amir Abdurrahim. Also, Alex Golish at halftime. He predicted what was going to happen, basically. Selton Miguel also joined on the post-game show. So just scroll down here on your podcast feed and get all of those interviews and a full highlight package with Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston capturing all the drama tremendously. And then on Friday's Bulls Beat, once we get back on the stream with the program, we'll look ahead to this weekend and a trip to Rice. Speaking of Rice, we want to preview the women's basketball game for you tonight. And also, we will tomorrow post a preview here on the podcast page of softball's first two opponents because, yeah, we'll be doing softball on Thursday night. Two games that we'll have live for you here on the stream. Also here coming up shortly, we'll tell you what's going on with women's tennis this afternoon. But definitely wanted to not just preview the matchups, but also give a large amount of love to the women's golf team as they were victors in their spring opener in the FAU Paradise Invitational, the Bulls. Ended up winning by four shots, but that doesn't tell nearly the whole story. Uh, Melanie Green winning her first solo title as a Bull definitely tells you a big part of the story, but that wasn't it. Incidentally, I have scheduled interviews with Erica Brennan, the head coach, and Melanie Green. We're going to chat Thursday. You'll hear that on the stream Friday morning on Bulls Beat. The FAU Paradise Invitational, a field of 13 teams, 10 of them in the top 100, 7 in the top 75, led by Vanderbilt, just behind them the Bulls. And it became about the Bulls and one other team, Denver, which has won the Summit League four years in a row. And it could have been anybody challenging the Bulls on the final day, but Monday it was all about South Florida shooting rounds of two under and then seven under par to get to nine, obviously. Denver was five shots back, Rutgers, one behind them, then Vandy and Wisconsin at one under par. Well, in the end, Rutgers, Wisconsin, and Indiana – Ended up being 12 over par. The Bulls, your winners at 7 under, then Denver 3 under, Vandy 1 over, and then another 11 shots back to the field. In other words, USF and Denver blew it out. And it was quickly obvious that it would be a sprint to the finish between those two schools. Again, the Bulls were up five shots coming into Tuesday, and it was tied before the turn. Not anything that the Bulls weren't doing. They got to 11 under par, but Denver got to that number as well. And it was back and forth the rest of the way. 
It came down to the final hole, the top golfers for both teams. The Bulls led by two shots and just needed Melanie Green essentially to, you know, not bogey while Denver's top player, Anna Zanuso, birdied. And oh, by the way, those two players were tied for the individual lead. Well, it worked out for the Bulls as MG, Melanie Green, birdied her final hole while Denver's player bogeyed. So it ends up looking like a blowout in the end as the Bulls won by four shots. But whatever the numbers were, they were outstanding. And Melanie Green, again, gets her first solo victory. We'll talk to her and Coach Bennett about all of this. She was six under par. Two Bulls tied for sixth place at two under. And the big one there was Elise Vidal. She had played just fine in her first two rounds, shooting a couple of 72s. But she was the one that kept the Bulls in front on the back nine, which was playing very difficult Tuesday. Not a lot of birdies to be had, plenty of bogeys. But Vidal, no bogeys and three birdies to close two under to shoot 15 spots up the leaderboard into that tie for sixth place. While teammate Leo Madero struggled on the back nine, with four bogeys, she had four birdies in the front. So she ends up, like Vidal, two under for the tournament. When you have three players in the top 10, you're probably going to win a golf event. And again, we'll be interviewing the head coach and the champion individually. Melanie Green might even talk to more of the team. Hear that on Friday's show. Man, Friday's show is going to be busy. We'll have a recap of women's basketball against Rice. We'll have a recap of tennis. We'll have softball highlights. And we'll have more baseball interviews to come your way. Oh, yeah. That's why we have the podcast page, because there's a lot of uh, press conferences going on these days. All good stuff, and the program, hopefully you heard it when it aired on Tuesday morning, but if you missed Bullseye, it was meant to be done ahead of the basketball game, so we won't stream it anymore, but there's still plenty of non-outdated stuff on there. The interview with Kaysen Pryor, Amir Abdurrahim, and Ken Erickson of softball, hopefully you're enjoying that here on the podcast page. Just briefly on tonight's game, and I'm telling you, the women's basketball team playing very well has won three in a row after they had lost three in a row, and the team that started that streak was the Rice Owls. But they have, like as we've talked about, come down to the pack with some losses since, including an upset loss at the hands of FAU. And that's one thing I want to point out here before we get a little bit to the opponent tonight, and we'll get a lot into the opponent tonight on the broadcast when we hit the air at 645. The Rice Owls are the only team that's in this big-time logjam. Again, eight teams within one game of first place. It's a three-way tie for first with Tulsa, North Texas, and UAB. And then the Bulls and Rice, along with three others, are six and four. Rice is the only team from that group of eight that has lost to either of the bottom two teams. And that was their stunning defeat to FAU not too long ago. But I point that out as far as the bottom two. Now, Wichita State and FAU have shown that they can be competitive, but they are in next to last and last place in the conference. And the Bulls have not played either of those teams. They will both visit the Yingling Center next week. So we've kind of had the get-back week, which was three games in eight days, where the Bulls had been three and four and they won all three. I call these next two games the setup games. If the Bulls can win them both tonight against Rice and then this Saturday against Temple, which is also in the five-way tie for second place, it will set them up for two home games against the last place teams in the league. And then you got four games left and you could think about winning the championship. Again, the Bulls have not played either of the bottom two teams in the league yet. The three teams tied for first place have played them a total of seven times and are seven and zero including UAB, three times. So the schedule pretty much favors the Bulls when you compare it to the top teams right now. 
Although, as we saw, Rice is a very difficult team, a team that's used to making it to the postseason, won the WNIT title not too long ago. And what happened when the Bulls played and lost to the Owls back on January 14th in Houston at the Tudor Fieldhouse? It was kind of emblematic of what was going on with the Bulls during their three-game losing streak that was having leads late in the games and not being able to put them away, struggling from the floor, especially in that game. The Bulls were up by seven midway through the third quarter and led going into the fourth quarter, but only got two players to score buckets in that fourth quarter. Vicky Blasik, who had a couple of threes and four free throws for 10 points, and then Danny Gonzalez, who scored five, including a three-point play that gave the Bulls a chance. They had two looks at a tying three at the horn, not go down by Blasik. The key factor, if you compare the fourth quarter in that game, Rice hit a couple threes at the beginning of it to make it a contest, But Malia Fisher, who has been Rice's leading scorer in conference play, she, if you look at it, is third on the team in scoring, but has, again, kind of gone off from there. That was a career high that she scored against the Bulls, 23 points. In the fourth quarter, she, and this was the difference in the game, basically single-handedly took over with drives to the hoop. She ended up only making two field goals, but getting fouled a bunch and hitting all eight free throws. She scored 12 points and had six rebounds in that fourth quarter. Bulls were four for 12 in the quarter. It just was not a good offensive showing. And in the second half, get this, 10 turnovers for the Bulls, five for Rice, and points off turnovers were 15 to nothing owls. I think the Bulls are in a much better place right now as far as closing games out, and we'll find out for sure on the air on Wednesday night. want to tell you a couple special things that are happening. It is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And as part of that, we're going to talk to Ken Erickson at halftime. Of course, he's seen a lot of the growth of female sports at his time at South Florida. We'll also have a special guest from tonight's game presenter, Moffitt Cancer Center at halftime. And in our pregame show, make sure you're listening to the very beginning. We will run the national anthem live. It'll be sung, a little exclusive here for you on the podcast page, by Sophia Chepnik of women's lacrosse apparently she's pretty spectacular singing in addition to being a great lacrosse player so it's going to be a special night for many reasons it's also play for k so hopefully you tune in as special as last night slash early this morning's men's basketball game was it's shaping up to be a great night at the yingling center no matter what happens on the floor but let's hope some great things do happen on the floor also want to mention that the women's tennis team is playing this afternoon against stetson looking to go Back above 500, the Hatters are two and three, but they played some close matches. They've lost a couple as close as they can be, four to three against Georgia Southern and Wofford. Obviously, they'd be above 500. So after we have the Alex Golish and the baseball press conferences, we'll go on over to tennis and watch some of that and bring you women's basketball live tonight. So that's going to wrap up this exclusive to the podcast page version of Bulls Beat. Again, look for that audio elsewhere with Golish and Coach Mole. And then tomorrow here, we'll also do a little preview of softball for you. It's a big weekend and a big week and a big time in South Florida athletics. Thanks for dropping by. I'm Derek Sharp.